Good evening. Welcome. We gather here on Good Friday. We gather to remember Christ's death for us. Just before we begin thinking and reflecting on that, I want to share just a couple details. One is that there is a child care nursery available uh, in the room right by the uh, welcome table. And so that's available all during the service. And also just another note that the service tonight will end uh, with a time of quiet. And so the service will close with music and a chance that you can stay and reflect if you want, but we'll ask that everyone leaves in quiet to give time for reflection. So welcome those who are joining online and welcome in person, especially if you're visiting, this is the first time with us, we're glad that you're here. This Good Friday, where we are in the story is that Jesus had his last supper with his disciples on Monday, Thursday. He washed their feet, but he also spoke about his death and of his betrayal. And so during the course of our service tonight, we'll hear different readings that tell about the shadows that fall on Jesus, leading all the way up to the shadow of death. And it's a chance for us to see Jesus as the one that fulfills this opening verse from Lamentation. Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which was brought upon me which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. As we prepare to worship, let's take a moment of quiet. Let's pray together as we begin. Almighty God, you call us into worship tonight in the shadow of death. And Lord, we are mindful of the heartache of betrayal, the agony of being sent out of the garden, naked and separated from you, Father. God, we are aware of the shame and the guilt and the judgment of the cross that is ours to bear. Lord, we even come tonight holding the words of uh, Isaiah that he was wounded our transgressions, that he was crushed for our iniquities, that upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. May our hearts, Lord, be full, full of those violent and beautiful words. And Father, as we descend into darkness, into heartache, into shame and grief tonight, grant us faith and hope that death is the path that leads to life in the atoning sacrifice of your son. Meet us by your spirit, we pray. Amen. Well, let's stand together for our call to worship. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God, who redeems us from sin and death. For us and for our salvation, Christ became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. The King shall come when morning dawns and light And the 
the shadow of loneliness, a reading from Matthew 26, 36 to 46. Jesus went with the disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you might not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass, unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The word of the Lord. Lord, have mercy.
Please be seated. The Shadow of Desertion, a reading from Matthew 26, 47 through 56. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs, from the chief priest and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled, that it must be so? At that hour Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. The word of the Lord. believed what we have heard and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases We account him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed.
The Shadow of Accusation. Matthew 26, verse 57 through 68. And those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who is it that struck you? Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Will you stand with us and we'll sing together? Stricken, smitten, and afflicted, see him dying on the tree. Tis the Christ by man rejected, yes, my soul, tis he, tis he. Tis the Deep in 
the shadow of denial, Matthew 26, 69 to 75. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus, the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. The word of the Lord. The Shadow of Mockery, from Matthew 27, verses 24 through 31. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, 
He took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crowd of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. The word of the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Will you stand with us again? We'll sing.
the shadow of death from John 19, 16 through 30. So they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on either side and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but rather, this man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, To fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put the sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The word of the Lord.
repeat it. Our service tonight has invited us to consider the shadows that fall upon Jesus, the shadows of loneliness, desertion, accusation, denial, mockery, and death. I want to take a moment this evening to ask the question, why? Why does Jesus enter these shadows? One possible answer is that the world in its love of itself, in its own ways, rejected Jesus and passed judgment on him. Here is a fool, one that needs to be forgotten. The Roman cross is a human invention created to be a place of utter rejection. The cross twisted the body, it wrecked the spirit, it degraded one's very self. The one who was crucified was done so publicly, situated at a well-trafficked intersection, stripped of clothing, exposed to birds and beasts, victims of vicious ridicule. The cross made a statement, this one is to be forgotten, an object of public disgust. The cross was reserved for non-citizens in Rome. In most cases, it was for members of the lowest social categories. And when the crucifixion happened, it was a way to confirm their outsider status. We can think of Jesus, put to death publicly, deliberately, and with impunity. His execution was carried out by all the best people representatives of the highest religious and governmental authorities. So yes, the cross reveals the evil and violence and twisted nature of the world. It exposes it for it to be seen. And yes, the cross reveals the judgment of the world and the powers that it made upon Jesus. But this answer, it doesn't fully speak to the question of why, why did Jesus enter into the shadows? In Romans 5, we read, for why we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. One will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Here is our why. As we gather and think about the significance of Christ's experience, let us see this why. That while we were still covered in shadows, from this fallen world and from our own sinful hearts, Jesus intentionally enters into such places to find us and to act for us. And the scripture tells us over and over again, because of his great love for us. 
Scripture is clear, and this is the good part of Good Friday. God did not wait for us to walk out of the shadows. He did not wait for us to somehow throw off or overcome the difficulties that would hold us. He did not cast his eye only upon those who were righteous or free of guilt. No. Jesus, because of his great love, stepped into the shadows to pursue you and to pursue me. Jesus steps into the shadow of loneliness as he speaks his anguish to friends unable to receive his sorrow or to hold it. He enters the shadow of desertion and denial as he's arrested by those with weapons and held by those with power while those close to him run away or deny him. I tell you, I, I don't know the man. Because of his great love for you, Jesus receives the shadow of accusation as those in authority, the best, deem him a threat and a problem. And because of his great love for you, Jesus receives the shadow of mockery. The soldiers strip him, place a crown of thorns on his head, spit in his face, and with cruel laughter call him king. Let us hold tonight that the cross does make clear that we live in a world that is broken and that evil is real and that sin is real. But the fundamental answer to the question of why, why does Jesus walk into the shadows? is because of his love for you. The cross of Jesus reveals this truth. It's a love that does not stand back or keep its distance but one that pursues us even into the deepest places of darkness and hiddenness. This is good news. For on our own, while we were still in sin, we would be trapped in ourselves, trapped in the chasm between who we are and what God made us to be, trapped in the continuation of the reign of greed and cruelty and violence. But we are not trapped because of Christ entering into such places. Jesus directs his whole being, his whole life, as one of self-offering from his birth to his taking on flesh, his ministry to the sick and sinner, his identification with us, his crushing death, all of them are part of the same movement of him humbling himself, entering the shadows to pursue us because of his love for us, to set us free from our own sin and from all the way the world tries to hold us or claim us. This is the good news. Jesus pursues you into the darkness because of his great love for you. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks on this night, even as we reflect Jesus, on your death and on your suffering, we thank you for the proclamation that you did so, not simply as a victim, but as one who came to pursue the lost because of your great love. We give you thanks.
In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand with us and we'll sing together. Christ, our Savior, had to go to the very deepest points of our death and our sin to bring us hope that would cover all of our sin and cover even our death. I invite you this evening and all day tomorrow to reflect on this work of Christ for you. I invite you as we finish tonight that you would depart in reflection and quiet, honoring the suffering and death of Christ. Amen. You may go in peace.